I'm Vicki Merrick. The Local Food Report's up now with Elspeth Hay, and this time making kombucha from scratch. Amy Costa of Truro got into fermentation kind of accidentally. She had just stopped working as a bartender, but wanted to keep creating drinks, and her friend was brewing kombucha from a kit. And uh, if you know, have any starter knowledge of kombucha, it's a friendly, communal beverage because <laughs> those scobies just keep reproducing all the time. And before you know it, you've got scobies coming out of your ears. SCOBY stands for Symbiotic Colony of Bacteria and Yeast. And these microorganisms are the engine that make kombucha fermentation happen. We don't know how the first kombucha scoby came to be. Some people hypothesize that an insect introduced acetic acid-loving bacteria into a cup of sweet tea. But whatever took place, people liked the results. Since then, kombucha makers have been sharing the floating mats or pellicles that their scobies create. They look kind of like a weird tan blob of soft jello, and they make a new one every time you brew a batch, which is why Amy's friend was so eager to give her one. So she shared one with me, and then before I knew it, I had multiple jars going, and uh, once I got into the kombucha and the flavoring of it and everything, uh, it was just so much fun. The way kombucha works is that there are two steps to fermentation. For the first step, you brew sweet tea, black or green tea with sugar, and add a little bit of kombucha from a previous batch and a scoby mat or pellicle to get the fermentation started. The tea needs to be acidic and sweet enough to create the environment the SCOBY organisms like. And they also have one other surprising requirement. You have to be careful to only use like black or green tea because it does consume the caffeine that's part of the the food for the beast. (laughs) So you can't make caffeine-free kombucha. The bacteria and yeast in the SCOBY feed on the sugars and caffeine in the tea and break them down into acids, carbon dioxide, and small amounts of alcohol. At this point, you can drink the kombucha as is, or you can add fruit to kickstart a second round of fermentation. Amy says playing with flavorings at this stage is what got her hooked. Instantly, I knew that I wanted to use things that I could find locally and forage. And so uh, blackberries were some of the first things I did. Cranberries from the dunes. And I really love beach plum kombucha. It's it's so good. I think the additional yeast on it gives it some sort of, you know, that's just delicious. And in that same vein, uh, Concord grape is also great. This is because fruits that have a white bloom on their skin, think any kind of plums or grapes and often blueberries and apples, are coated in wild yeasts that add to the fermentation's vigor and flavor and fizziness. Some people flavor it by they put it in the bottle that they're going to drink it out of and put whatever chunks of fruit or squeezed fruit juice, whatever, uh, into the jar and seal it. But that's a little bit of a scary game because depending on how warm things are and how much the sugar content is of your, of your flavoring agent, you can have some explosive activity. Basically, the CO2 content can build up so much that the bottles break. Happily, there are lots of different ways to avoid this. You can do the second ferment with a cloth on top, like Amy does, or put closed bottles in the fridge to slow fermentation down. And most importantly, Amy says, you can see starting to ferment as a learning process, 
one that evolves over time. The more you do it, the more you'll trust yourself, the more you consume what you're making and you're fine. <laughs> um, then you're like, I got this. I can do it. For CAI's Local Food Report, I'm Elspeth Hay. Amy Costa actually got so into kombucha that for a few years she brewed professionally. But now she's back to experimenting, and you can find her basic kombucha recipe and a few other flavor ideas on our website at capeandislands.org. The Local Food Report is edited by me, Vicki Merrick, and produced by Atlantic Public Media in Woods Hole. Thanks for listening.